It's time to crack a cold one and wreck some rankings on Wrecked Rankings. Welcome back to Wrecked Rankings, where today we are juiced to the gills with things to say about seafood. Like steroids? In a way, I just needed to work the gills reference in there. But but yes, uh, our topic today is types of seafood. Is there any opening remarks you'd like to make on this, Matthew? Now, is it types of seafood or is it ranking the the seafood you would like to eat? Like, are we just telling the yes. audience about like, <laughs> about shellfish? We're, we're, we're going to do an educational episode as opposed to a rankings episode today. That's very interesting, sir. But yes, no, we will accomplish both. I think kill two birds with one stone, or two two fish with one rod. I don't know how that translates to as the saying goes. But uh, I thought you were going to go really dark, like <laughs> kill a tortoise with a plastic six pack wrapper. <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing at this. No, you absolutely <laughs> should. You are a but, terrible uh, person. No, but, but when it comes to seafood, I think it's fair to say there's an ocean of things that you could eat. There's all kinds of dishes. There's, you know, everything from uh, raw types of seafood, different types of cooked seafoods. There's sushi. There's all types of different things you can do with seafood. So really, there's a lot out there on the table. And so ultimately today, we're trying to rank kind of like the top fish, uh, different types of seafood that are out there, essentially. And, and I think as we go through the list, it'll be kind of be clearer, too, uh, as what we're going after. So kind of each unique type of fish or other type of ocean critter is kind of its own consideration for the list. Yeah, I mean, the only rule I gave Nathan was that he couldn't have five different types of shrimp in his top five, <laughs> like popcorn shrimp or coconut shrimp or <laughs> shrimp scampi. <laughs> Shrimp cocktail. <laughs> yeah, no. So yeah, it's not yeah. gonna be specific we, dishes. It's just gonna be specific yeah. proteins. We will not have any Forrest Grump type rants here. But yeah, so we'll all of them would be under the category of shrimp for the purpose of this list. And you know what goes good with uh, seafood? A nice beer. That is tell, true. Tell them about what we're drinking today. Okay, so today we are drinking the Hefeweizen called Hef from Brickway Brewing in Omaha, Nebraska. Nebraska. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, there's not much to do in Nebraska, I'm guessing. Uh, no offense to any Nebraska listeners. Uh, I'm sure there are plenty of things, so I'm saying that somewhat facetiously. But uh, this beer is going pretty well so far. I'm, I'm enjoying it. I don't I don't drink Hefeweizens quite that often. There, there's one at St. Arles Brewing here in Houston that, that I drink uh, on occasion. But other than that, um, no, I've, I've enjoyed it thus far. What are your opinions? It's it's not as what's the right word? I mean, some of these, some, yeah, I, like I was gonna say pungent, but that's totally not the right word. Um, but some of those hefeweizens just really kind of has that aftertaste to it. Uh, this one's actually kind of light, so we'll see as the show progresses. But I, I, you know, I'm enjoying it so far. Yeah, no, I I agree. It's it's not in your face necessarily. Mm-hmm. It's, it's more toned down. It's, it's almost like. Kind of like the, the the feel of like the lightness of a lager in in the Hefeweizen, where it's not, it's a little bit lighter on the flavor, more yeah. on the crisp side, I guess. I like but, a good crispness. Yeah, no, I think so far I'm enjoying it. But I guess if you're ready, you want to get cracking on this. Yeah, man. Who you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? I think I'll I'll take back. I'll go first. Okay. Again. All right. So uh, number five. So we're kind of starting on the. The outer rim, and we'll work in like Star the, Wars, the core of my apple. So, like right now, we're on like the crust 
of the the. Uh, Did you say Apple? Well, fine. We'll say it's a planet. We're gonna deep dive into the planet of seafood. So right now we're on the crust. So like the first stop we'll like to make, I'm gonna call the crustacean. And the in the spirit of crustacean, there are so many plot holes <laughs> with this planet. Or? The, the, the first one I have here is probably going to be a controversial pick, but number five is crawfish. Or uh, depending on where you live, th- this term may make no sense to you. Y- you may call them crayfish, or uh, here's other terms just from around the world: cratids, crawdaddies, crawdads, freshwater lobsters. Mountain lobsters, mud bugs, or yabbies. These are other terms for the same thing that we're discussing right now. But really the gist is it's a very tiny, almost lobster-looking-like animal that it doesn't have much meat. But in many types of cuisines, it's still brought in uh, here in America, especially kind of the uh, southern region. uh, Cajun-style crawfish are, are quite popular where... Ultimately, the goal is to see how much uh, flavor you can get these things to soak up through a boil, which uh, then, in turn, a lot of times turns into a social type event where people are out, you know, eating crawfish together and basically constantly working with your fingers to get out minimal amounts of meat, but eating pounds of these things at a time. It's it's kind of a social experience, um, but I think uh, kind of going into my criteria when I considered when I'm putting this list in. You know, flavor is a huge thing. And, uh, of course, with any type of food flavor, it's always going to be right there. Um, versatility is, once again, going to be a, a, a secondary factor. Okay. And, and we'll get into that in a little bit. But, but yeah, uh, you know, eating crawfish as a group setting, it brings people together, which is an added bonus. Because while you're eating these and kind of working with your hands, you have a lot of times to talk and get out of your shell as you would say, similar to the meat that you are having. But but there's other variations of some of like kind of, um, you know, like more Vietnamese takes and stuff. There's more of like a, a garlic butter type element brought into the mix, whereas Cajun is mainly focused on, I mean, Cajun spices as the name would entail. Um, I guess you have any initial thoughts on the thought of crawfish? Yeah, so... Uh, something you didn't really speak on is that, you know, if you're not from the South, it, it's a very regional, mm-hmm. uh, it's a regional thing. It's, it's, it's seasonal, right? So it's not all year round. Um, you know, in a month or two, we'll hit that season here, down here in Texas. Um, but it, it's a huge, it's like a barbecue cookout atmosphere. It's get everyone together around this huge pot of boiling yeah. water and let's soak a bunch of things in this salty goodness. Um, you do a lot of work. You get all kinds of stuff in your hands and on your face and your eyes burned a little. Um, but that's all part of the experience. People think that crawfish may be disgusting. Oh, those are literally just mud bugs from the ditch. But you know what? Those ditch bugs, some of the most delicious things ever. Yeah, it teaches you to value things that other people look past, which is a great life lesson. But yeah, getting into why this may be a controversial pick is it is a regional thing. It's in different areas of even this country. I mean, people don't even think twice about these. So it's 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 definitely a very regional item. So I guess this list has a little bit of bias from that sense. Um, but, I mean, other than that, uh, going to the versatility element, which I said I, I talk about a bit. I mean, there's other dishes that can incorporate crawfish uh, pretty well as well. I mean, one of the big ones, I think, crawfish etouffee, also another Cajun-style dish. So... 
I mean, there's other ways you can use the flavor other than just straight eating them, which that's going to be true for a lot of the seafoods we'll talk about. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I think it's important to to consider. Um, I mean, you, you can do a fair amount, I, I, I think, with crawfish. But ultimately, I think the optimal experience, if you've never done this, to have you know a social crawfish boil and and basically one where somebody's just seeing how spicy they can make these things, which makes the experience a lot more fun. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? I don't take credit for a lot of things in life, but did I not help you get into crawfish? No, you did. Okay, yeah, was, I was like, uh, yeah, I think you either my, hadn't had them my, or you hadn't in my really early had them. years. Yeah, I hadn't. Yeah. I hadn't had good crawfish quite yet, and then I, I, I uh, blossomed into that and realized what I had been missing out on. And you got so really I'm, into it. So I am speaking firsthand from a convert to the crawfish cause. So I, I think that that goes to a little bit of my credibility here that I, I used to not eat them. And then I, I realized what I was missing out on. And, and here they are even on my top five list. Yeah. But, but yeah, so I guess that those are really the main points I wanted to hit there here at the crustacean. Uh, so I think I can pass it off to you now, unless you have anything more to add. No, crawfish are amazing. And you got my mouth watering, uh, waiting for February. Mid to late February is kind of when yeah, they basically really when the, the weather warms up. If you you want to plan a vacation and uh, you're going down south to, especially if you're going to Louisiana or something like that, you should see if you can work it in somehow. But yeah, when, when the weather starts warming up, uh, crawfish season hits. It's it's a lovely time. Yeah, so you know, totally on the opposite side of the sea. Um, damn, Nathan didn't laugh at all. Uh, so anchovies, mid beer. <laughs> anchovies are the Fifth worst seafood. So, have you ever seen an anchovy, Nathan? Oh yeah, I've I've seen many. And are you talking about the fish or the once they've been prepared for consumption? Both. I've never seen an anchovy in person. Oh really? Pictures of them. Okay, so like the actual fish. No, they they aren't attractive sea creatures (laughs) at all. They are not. Um, As you know. And they're very salty and hard and bitter and dry when you prepare them. You know, some people like them on pizza. And you can still get them from a few major pizza retailers or chains. Um, I don't know who orders this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spoiler alert. I do. Do you really? Not anymore, but I've, I've done it in the past. I actually... Have you done it with like your it. wife? Have you y- y'all together eaten an anchovy pizza? No. Actually, no. That, I, don't, I don't think I've ever seen her eat one. I don't even know if she's even tried one before. I, be like, hey, just go home. Be like, hey, babe, I ordered us pizza tonight, and just don't say anything about it until it shows up, and then you have it. But it, it's a again, depending on how you prepare it. If you like have it on a pizza, it just adds this really salty, dry texture, and it's it tastes like fish. And I, I get it; it is a fish, but like, there's that weird pungent flavor that just kind of it. it Feels like it seeps into your skin, and it just lingers forever. Um, you know, other, other people have you know used it with pastas, either to like bolster a sauce or like add it in as like a, a nice bite to a pasta. Don't ruin pasta that way. Can't say I've ever had an pasta. I think it's more of a European thing, I believe. Uh, in doing some research here, but it's just they're also the bad guys, like in SpongeBob. <laughs> That's All the true. anchovies, you remember that? So, no, just, yeah, I don't have much more to say. It's just, I don't know why I, they're cheap, I guess, is the only pro. 
but do something else. I understand where you're coming from here, so I'm not okay. going to dispute it because I definitely think I'm in the minority on this, so I, I fully acknowledge that. But yeah, I, I don't mind them on pizzas. And then another setting they're not that bad is in salads. Because honestly, <sighs> one of the key issues with salads sometimes is trying to find ways to add, you know, robust flavors into a salad. Sure. Do it. So if you're okay with the flavor of an anchovy, it does add quite a punch to, to a salad. Besides, that's just something else to consider. But once again, I'm fully aware I'm in the minority. I'm not going to try and fight you on this. I understand your opinion. I understand most people are going to fully agree with what you have to say. Okay. Well, <laughs> so, good. Good. I, basically, I'm admitting defeat here. Well, let's, <laughs> let's just move on then. All right. So number four uh, comes into niche one here. I have oysters. Mm-hmm. And so this is something that, this is another item that I didn't really consume as a kid. This is something I started to appreciate more in my later years. Um, and right off the bat, I'll say the, the first thing that's bad about them is especially on the price considerations. It can be expensive depending on what you're trying to do. Correct. Um, but, but one of the great things is uh, a great way to enjoy them is they don't even have to be cooked. And normally when you go to a restaurant and they're not even cooking the item, you think you're getting a raw deal. But, <laughs> God. But, but in this case, uh, raw oysters are fantastic. And once again, getting into the price considerations, these can be quite expensive, which is really the biggest barrier to these. But uh, if you enjoy the flavor of them, uh, it, it, it's quite enjoyable once you get used to them. They're they're really nice to have. And I would say there's also different ways you can dress them. Uh, if you're eating them raw, like people put like cocktail sauce or lemon juice, chimichurri, all kinds of random things on them. Wait, 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 wait. Chimichurri? Yeah. Pe- pe- people where do it. where was it. that? I can't say I've ever done it. Okay. Honestly, Interesting. I usually kind of prefer them straight up almost. But, um, I mean, they're really popular. I mean, depending on where the oysters come from, too, mm-hmm. they'll have a different flavor. Like, and, and most restaurants, they'll kind of inform you of where they come. Are they Gulf Coast? Or are they, you know, where they are they coming from, you know, North Atlantic kind of area, like where, mm-hmm. where they come from. So you get a little bit different of a flavor profile with them. And to be honest, I mean, they do taste kind of like the sea of it. And that's why they, they really do soak up different flavors. But the other side of the equation is... They also taste incredibly good when they're fried. Uh, if you've ever had fried oysters, and that goes well into a wide variety of things. One of my favorite is the po' boy sandwich. I mean, another thing that's popular in the southern United States because of Cajun, Cajun style uh, foods is, is fried oysters are a popular ingredient. To basically, it's just a big, uh, more or less, a big sandwich, uh, and it, it, it tastes great with bread and with dressings, different kinds of things. So it's still got that versatility a little bit, but really what gets it on here is kind of the entree consideration um, with the raw oysters. I don't know if you're a fan of raw oysters. So growing up, uh, first of all, I'm a huge fan of oysters. Uh, Raw was the only time we like had them growing up as an appetizer. Like we go to some seafood restaurant or even like, even like Joe's Crab Shack had them back Mm -hmm. in the day. Uh, you get like oysters on the half shell that come on ice. Um, you know, our family just you put it on a cracker, a little lime or lemon juice and some Tabasco. It's ready to oh, go, shit. man. <laughs> My only problem with them is that like 
they're so expensive and they go by so quickly. <laughs> it's like you really got to slow down when you're eating them or else you're just going to feel ripped off. Yeah, it's definitely an appetizer, and you have to make sure you're appreciating it as you go. But yeah, it's the the cost barrier is pretty yeah. high. That's I mean, but dude, my favorite way to have them is charbroiled. Charbroiled oysters are oh god, they're, they're the best. I don't think I've ever had that. Oh, actually. dude, you got there's a few restaurants that do it. Um, the best I've ever I mean I've been to the Acme Oyster House in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. That was, that might have been some of the best ones. Uh, there's a place called Dini's down there, uh, but dude, again, they just they broil them and like melt this garlic butter on top of them, and it's just that's the best way. Next seafood restaurant you go to, Nathan, any kind of charbroiled oysters, even like like baked like something like that, it's like oh, it's amazing. So you so charbroiled is the way to go. Yes. So there's there's one thing that I'm or it says like, like Rockefeller or something. It, it's. There is also one dish. So there is a steakhouse in Houston called B&B Butchers. I've heard of and it. And they, they have one, like how one of their delicacy type deals is, it's called the carpet bagger. But ultimately, it's a fraud, a fried oyster uh-huh. with uh, steak and I think bacon and something else. It's basically a bunch of things mixed together to where it's like this crazy appetizer of, of flavors mm-hmm. and if you're going for like a really nice dinner or something, it's something to try. Um, okay. But there, but what it, the reason I bring it up is it goes to, you know, there, there's different things you can do with them. I guess you're talking about, you know, the trial world, like there's, there's still a versatility there. It's so I think that's, that's something that goes to its credit. But I, I if, yeah, if you appreciate the flavor of oysters and you can afford them, I think it's a very great move as far as seafood goes. Try them. Don't be scared of them. <laughs> okay. Uh, so next on my list uh, for number four, I'm sorry, do you have anything else with oysters? No, I, I, I think we've really opened up the shell on those. I think we can move forward. You've never shucked an oyster. <laughs> you should try it one day. It's very hard. I imagine. Um, so number four on my list are eels. So there, there's a lot of different types of eels. I think officially there's like 800 different types of eels out there. But anyways, let's just talk about eating eel. How do you consume eel? Uh, probably the most popular way is through sushi, uh, which I cannot stand. To me, it just, it tastes... Wait, you're saying you can't stand eel or sushi? No, I love sushi. Oh. Hold on, right, let's, let's set this straight for the record. <laughs> I love sushi, cannot stand eel with a passion. Um, it, it tastes like, what's the right way to say it? Just way too chewy and... It's not like octopus, because I, I kind of like octopus, but it's like, it doesn't feel right. It doesn't flow with the sushi rice and everything else going on in the roll to me. I I mean, I don't mind it, but given usually any roll that has eel in it has other sauces and other Correct. types of That was my next that re- point. It's okay, like, yeah, it has that, that eel sauce, quote unquote, and I don't love the eel sauce. If you need a sauce to make it edible... To me, it just it, it shouldn't be involved at all. Um, other people fry eel or saute it. it to me, it's just like it, it's like string cheese that's gone bad. It's like <laughs> just this chewy, stringy thing texture that like doesn't flow well with anything. Mm-hmm. Also, you know, like nobody goes to the store and just wants eels. Like you know, my old house. I lived in Katy, Texas. 
We had an Asian grocery store near us. There was a lot of eel, but I never saw anyone buy it. People <laughs> people would buy all other types of seafood and like geoduck and other things. Never saw anyone buy the eels. Why is that? Because eels are bad. I mean, I, I don't disagree. I think, yeah, to your first point, the only time I've ever really eaten eels and mm-hmm. sushi. And like I said, I don't hate it, but I do like the sauce they prepare it with and other types of stuff. But either way, it's not really the eel that's shining through. And from the perspective that not necessarily it's, I dislike it, but that I find it inferior to the other meats that I consume with sushi, like the other, I guess, seafood. Yeah, the other proteins. Yeah, the other proteins will go with that. So uh, the other proteins that I have in sushi, I would say eel is lower on the list to where that's why I'm perfectly okay with it being on this list where it is. There's one last random tangent I want to go on. Okay. So you were mentioning the eel it's only good with eel sauce and you shouldn't need a sauce to make something better yep this is what i like to call the in and out argument with if you ever eat have you ever eaten in and out i've eaten it a a handful of times in my life have you ever tried the fries there yep Uh, have you tried them plain yeah the trash okay yeah so the fries at in and out um if you like in and out i I don't have anything it's a burger i think they're actually pretty great the fries themselves if you eat them plain i don't think they're very good at all that's just my personal opinion. Um, but what people tell you is you have to get them animal style, which is, I mean, basically you, you throw, what, Thousand Island dressing and onions on top of them kind of deal. Uh, and, and so kind of to your point, if you have to put Thousand Island dressing on top of your fries to make them taste good, it's not a good French fry. Because to be honest, any other French fry from any other restaurant would taste great if you're throwing those things on top of it. So kind of to your point, you know, th- this kind of fits that perfectly where if you can't consume the eel unless you put all these other things to cover up the flavor of it, is it really that great? Yeah. No, I, that, that you know, the internet argument's very interesting. I never really thought of it that way, but it makes perfect sense. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I guess if you know anything, yeah. No, go on, go back. on. All right, so number three on this list, we get more into a, I guess, traditional fish type of category here. Here I have salmon. And this is one that it shows up in all kinds of ways these days. I mean, people eat, you know, salmon fillets and all sorts of things. You could put all kinds of flavors on them. There's all sorts of things you could do with them from just a a plain baking standpoint and what have you. They go great in sushi. Another popular health alternative these days is salmon burgers as opposed to eating like beef burgers or things like that. Like there's there's all types of things already integrated. And so they're kind of everywhere as far as seafood goes. And I think a big reason that salmon is one one of those is pe- people don't like di- di- or don't dislike the flavor of salmon. Like it, it tastes good, um, I think raw in sushi form as well as when it's cooked. So it it's pretty much always a very reliable fish. You know, it's kind of like your dependable friend. So you got somebody you can always count on because you know they'll be there for you. So it's like your friend Sam, and you know when you need him, you can always count Sam in. And, Yikes! <laughs> that was that was really bad, sir. <laughs> but, but yeah, out of all the traditional fishes, and this is uh, another thing I considered for this spot was uh, that in a lot of ways, kind of falls into the same category as tuna. And, and kind of going when I was putting this list together, I was mm-hmm. thinking about even either having like kind of salmon or tuna in the spot, and was going to have one win out of the other. Kind of uh, similar to the criteria I did on like our soda episode where I'm not going to have both Sprite and Sierra Mist 
for some of these that kind of fill in similar holes for me. They so, fill similar holes for you? <laughs> Sprite and Sierra Mr. Nothing alike, sir. <laughs> but, How dare you? But, but yeah, no, so I'm only going to choose one of this because, like, I mean, when it comes to sushi, I mean, uh, salmon and tuna are both right there every time. Like, they're, those are very common options and what, what have you. And, I mean, you could either eat salmon. I mean, tuna steaks are a little bit unique. But, but yeah, uh, long story short, uh, salmon's a good quality tasting meat. I mean... It's a good source of protein if you're trying to, you know, build more fish into your diet. And and if you, you like, if you eat sushi or poke or other things that utilize raw fish, it's always going to be there. It's a great option to go with. It's a fan favorite by all means. So that's, that, that's really kind of the gist of it. So, you know, you have a lot of weird puns and terrible puns. But, you know, the one you didn't use is one I'm going to reference in a few minutes, and it's going to, it's going to suck you upside the head. But anyways, salmon is fantastic. Again, it is amazing in sushi. <laughs> Similar to a salmon on land, I think it's going to flop. I'm going to make you walk the cedar <laughs> plank, sir. <laughs> How we prepare this. That's my favorite way to have salmon, is prepare it like on a cedar plank, like on a grill mm-hmm. or smoker. Oh, it's amazing. Um, yeah, I didn't even mention grilled salmon. You didn't. I, I left it off. That... See, there's so many possibilities that I can't even cover them all accurately. Yeah, the reason, I don't know if it would make my list, is you can overcook salmon, and it can get really dry. Because people are really, like, finicky. Like, fish is real finicky to cook, if you're trying to do it just right. Um, So, you have to be really mindful of cooking salmon. It's really delicious when it's correct. And I actually like it a little under, personally. I know a lot of people don't. Um... But I, there's been a couple times where, like, my, someone in my family's overcooked it or overbaked it, and it's just kind of dry. I think that's true of a lot of fish. It, like, it is. The more it's it's fish, real like, finicky. It's a, I didn't consider that factor as much because I, I consider that to more to be, like, user error. I guess what I kind of thought was I thought about, you know, if these things are cooked properly, if it's a cooked type of dish. So I didn't, I didn't, I guess, factor in as much the user error aspect. See, but yeah, with other, it is expensive for a fillet though. So like, it's an expensive mistake if you screw up. Now, if you screw <laughs> up like some chicken, or yeah, it's not the end of the world. But like, you feel worse when you screw up seafood because like it feels more special when you're at the store because it is more expensive. And like mm-hmm. a lot of the good stuff, you actually have to get from like the counter. You actually have to go up and ask for the stuff. Um, so yeah, you feel kind of you feel like a jerk whenever you screw up. <laughs> <laughs> your family's salmon but it's yeah. fantastic again you know it goes great when it is cooked right it you know flakes off into your mouth beautifully it's very healthy lots of you know was it omega 3s yeah you know good for your heart good healthy fats in salmon yeah. so you know good job yeah I agree um, so if you don't have anything else to say about salmon I'll go on to my number 3 yeah swim along there <sighs> So it's in the same family as anchovies, I guess. Uh, sardines. Wait, what was the pun I missed, by the way? Oh, don't worry about it. It went over your head. It swam <laughs> over your head. Never mind. We'll talk about it in the post show. Uh, <laughs> so sardines. So another salty creature that haunts my childhood. So my father loved sardines growing up. So we always had these tin cans of sardines. And, like, he always loved the ones, like, you can get them in tin cans that are, like, smothered in hot sauce. And Mm -hmm. I love hot sauce. More than 99% of people. But something about that smell, it just, it makes me feel like I'm just, like, 
in trouble and in some weird <laughs> like it just it's, it, it's, it's like repressed childhood memories. Yeah, it, it smells like some sort of prison. It's it, <laughs> it smells really bad, guys. Like it. It's. I'm trying not to hold this against it, but it, it's impossible. Like it's like an anchovy, but squishier. <laughs> like it, it. It's softer. A lot of times, it's kept more like in water. It's almost like pickled. Like people are just keeping these in like salted water, just to make them editable, 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 edible, edible. Yeah. I don't know why my mind slipped in there. Um, but like, there's no other way people really consume them. That is the number one way. Um, and I just don't know why they exist. Have other <laughs> snacks. There's other snacks in ten you could have. Like Vienna sausages. They're also terrible for you. But I loved those as a kid. I, I think I'm living proof of your argument because I've never gotten past the smell of sardines. I, I don't think I've ever tasted one before. I've Unless had one. Unless it was integrated into a dish that I had. I don't think I've ever eaten a sardine by itself. I have eaten, so those tin cans you refer, they do yep. make those for, going back to the anchovies, they make those for anchovies. Oh, yeah. I've tried those out of out of the can, where they're, they're kind of in, like, a preservative. Do you, you remember know, the episode of SpongeBob where, like, Mr. Krabs is talking about that smelly smell that smells? That's the sardines. <laughs> like, it, it's, dude, it's, it's, it's bad. It reeks, um, you know, fresh, canned, whatever, like, they're bad. I don't know why you'd want them at all. Yeah, I, avoid them. Get think, another snack. I think all I have to say is a good job in this. I think this one is kind of the one the ones I was expecting on this list. Yeah, <laughs> if, yeah if, you're, if you're in that canned aisle, just get a can of tuna. Just don't get the <laughs> canned chicken for all I care. Just do not get the sardines. So make any life choice that guards you away. From... Yeah, get get spam. I don't care. Just don't get the sardines. All right, go on. So then moving on, we get to number two, and here I have scallops. So uh, why did you stress it? I have scallops. I don't know. I just I felt like bringing a different energy to this. Yeah. Uh, okay, but yeah. So I mean, scallops is basically uh, kind of a, a term for you know meat that comes from certain types of, of clams, more or less. But if you're not familiar, I mean, it's these small, I mean, circular type type shaped meats that you, you'll see, especially at, at seafood restaurants, the especially fancier ones where. They'll either be prepared as an entree in some fashion or as appetizers. But the reason they're on here is these things taste freaking great. <laughs> like, I mean, if they, once again, if they're prepared properly, sure, you do not want to overcook a scallop. But if you have these prepared, well, it's basically like this super decadent piece of meat that, I mean, when you get into it, it's, Fantastic has a great texture, a great flavor, especially depending on what you kind of cook it in. I mean, kind of like a garlic butter goes great with these things. It it meshes perfectly with a lot of stuff um, as as far as as cooking flavors go. It, it's you know, I, I kind of think of it as almost like the steak of seafood in a way. Obviously, it's much smaller, but but it's it's basically high quality flavor. Um, the negative is once again, these are usually kind of expensive as well. Going back to mm -hmm. our talk about oysters, that's the hugest drawback I would say. But, and, and the second drawback being is it is small. So whenever you order these, it's going to be smaller portions. That's the other big negative you're dealing with. But 
I would say they taste absolutely fantastic. And that's really what's propelled them up here on the list. Yeah, so almost like salmon, but maybe to a worse degree, I am scared to get scallops. I love them. They taste amazing. But man, there's like you can't even like a salmon fillet you can find without going up to the counter at the seafood area. You can't find scallops without going up there. Um, and also, I love Gordon Ramsay and watching all of the Hell's Kitchens over the years <laughs> of him just yelling at people for not being able to sear scallops correctly. It has terrified me. Like it seems like it's so easy to overcook them. Like it's so easy to turn them into rubber bullets. As he would say. I've cooked them at home before. It's never been as good as a restaurant. I, I think there's a level of chef touch that I think only comes with practice. But, yeah, you're exactly right, I think. No. But, dude, they're good. It's just like, man, I w- we should go catch them ourselves. Because, <laughs> dude, they are so expensive. So, so, so expensive. Um, but, no, great pick. <laughs> I don't have much to argue with that one. Yeah, so if you're if you're... Feeling clammy and you need something to get you out of that. Scallops should probably be the way to go. Yeah. So my number two is controversial. Um, because I even think, I think it's controversial. So the number two worst seafood to eat, mussels. So I like the taste of mussels. I do. However, I think it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work for not very much protein. So one... Normally, the only time people eat this is in some sort of, like, Italian pasta, right? So that's how people eat mussels. But you know mm. what? You don't eat all those carbs. All you wanted was the mussels. Why are you throwing <laughs> in all this pasta? What are we doing that for? Two, the only real way to cook them is to steam them. That's lame. Who likes to steam things? What do you steam, Nathan? Do you steam your carpet at home? I mean, I guess I would steam, like, Corn or something. <laughs> see, see, nobody uh, wants that. Tomatoes. Yes, that's... I was gonna say that's the only thing. Um, but no, it's like, and also if they don't open up properly, it's just a nightmare. It's like all over, and then you have to really clean them. I don't want to clean a bunch of crap before I cook it. Or you really have to get in there to get all that sand and grit out of there. I don't want to do that. It's very messy. You end up with a lot of mess afterwards. A lot of trash. Um, again, I think they taste fine. I just think the cleaning, the process of them, like you need them to open up, you need them to work with you, and then what you yield out of it is not a great crop. <laughs> so basically, your reason for having them so high on the it's list... It's work. It's, it's more on the prep side, not the actual taste. So Correct. it's kind of with your criteria, I mean, yeah, it seems like you're focused a lot on... You know what work goes into producing these things, or how yeah, hard for, it is to that, execute. Yeah, for a small, small amount of protein. With that criteria, I can't disagree on that element. I, I think you're spot on there. Um, but yeah, because the only times I've ever had mussels has always been in a restaurant where all that work's been done behind the scenes, and I I don't have to partake at all. So I just get to enjoy it. But I will say, yeah, they do soak up flavors really well. Like, uh, I mean garlic, uh, d- different types of like, even like paellas and things can involve I was going to say, paella is like the main dish, right? Yeah, so, so like, I mean, paellas are, are, are great with mussels. Like, they, they taste fantastic, but yeah, I can't imagine they're the easiest things to work with, um, especially if you're inexperienced with them. I think that's probably, that probably goes for a lot of these seafoods are mentioning that, especially if you're not working with these things very often, because of price or other reasons, like, 
I can't imagine they're that easy to, 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 to maneuver with, especially with how delicate they are as far as cooking goes. Yeah. But, but yeah, no, I, I, I get where you're coming from on that. So yeah, I'm, cool. I'm, I'm okay with that, but all right, yeah. we'll go on, sir. All right. So number one here on the list, this is where lobster goes. Lobster, yeah. huh? Yeah. It's similar to my salmon tuna debate. Uh, I kind of had to have a heart-to-heart with myself between lobster and crab about which one was going to take the top here. Uh, and and so I could tell you why it won by, by telling you a story. But really, I love stories. But really, I don't need to because just the key element with that, it would be a lobster tail. Um, <laughs> so. Nathan, stick on the main path. <laughs> but... But we're You're going not to, on a roll here. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so, so I guess we've come back to the crustacean at the end. We've sh- gone into the core and shot back out of my seafood planet. But um, re- really, so I consider lobster meat and crab to be fair, fairly similar. There are differences. I guess crab meat is a little bit softer, sweeter-ish, but, but they're kind of both in the same families and same flavor profiles. Um, and, and, you know, both taste great with, like, melted butter if you're if you're just kind of, you know, boiling them up. Um, but so I had to kind of come to terms with how I was going to figure out which one goes here. And, like, I think lobster tails are, are a big factor, for mm-hmm. example, because, I mean, with these... I mean, how much work you're putting in can, can make a difference as far as how much you're enjoying. And, you know, with lobster tails, a bunch of meat in one place, that's that's one easy benefit. I mean, personally, me, I do prefer the taste and texture of crab legs a little bit more than I do lobster meat. I, I think that's that's more of my thing. Um, but, but I do notice the convenience of lobster. Um, and, and it is probably the more popular choice overall across across America was as far as seafood goes, because I guess as far as the popular choice, lobster would, would be the winner on that front. Um, and then you kind of made a pun on, on this, but lobster rolls are also pretty freaking fantastic. If you ever had, Oh, one. I've had many <laughs> and they are amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, on the other side, you know, crab cakes are also freaking great, but yeah. So uh, both of them have their own side, side items that kind of come along with, with, uh, with these, but I think yeah, lobster rolls are are great too. There's not really much bad you can do with lobster meat. It's it's a another decadent meat that that people love. It tastes fantastic. I, I can't find much much fault with it. Once again, the price is the biggest detractor. Is because if you want to go get a lobster tail, for example, or go order a, a lobster somewhere, you know it's going to be very pricey. At least depending on where you are, in most places it will be pricey. So, yeah, I love lobster. Um, as someone who has prepared a fair amount of lobster tails, uh, be careful if you've never done it because you can get really irritated, like, you know, peeling the lobster and messing with it. Like, it, it can cause a lot of reactions, even if you aren't allergic to anything. Um, that shellfish, I don't know, something about it. Um, it is easy to overcook, so that's something you got to be careful of. But, dude, it goes in so many things. Lobster rolls, ugh, just just thinking about it right now. I wish we lived like in the Northeast sometimes because of that. More accessible, yeah. Yeah, I'm just going the coast and have me a lobster roll. Mm -mm. Um, (laughs) 
I like poached and grilled lobster rolls. I, I like to screw around and kind of try different things with them. Um, but dude, it's a fantastic choice. I know you were up, you know, crab was close to making it. The only argument I can make for crab is that when you go to any grocery store, there's always imitation crab that they sell. And imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. I don't see as much imitation lobster. There is imitation lobster, but there's like two like two to one imitation crab. So does that mean that crab is doing something better than lobster? Why are people trying to imitate crab so much? Well, I guess uh, as far as sushi goes, crab is the, the more sensible meat to go inside a sushi. I think, sure. I think a lot of that has to do with texture, honestly. But... Uh, I think it's a beast because a lot of times when I see the imitation crab, it's because it's it's being used in a sushi or, or something like that to kind of fill in the place of where normal crab would be. So I do understand like that. Like those cheap, the, like, California rolls and things you get. Yeah. And and I guess I'll say, too, is, is once again, if I didn't make it an either-or type of thing where I, I allowed kind of two things in the same category to be here, I mean, I think crab would make the top five. Like, so I mean, because once again, like, because even considering some of the ways it's different from lobster, you know, crab cakes are fantastic. And then kind of what we talked about, I mean, when it's being integrated in sushi, crab can be pretty great too. Uh, If you like American iced Chinese food, crab puffs, if you ever had that, (laughs) where it's basically like a a fried wonton with cheese and crab inside of it. Those are, those are pretty great. Um, I don't think there's actually any crab in them. It depends where you go. There's <laughs> I, some I really places, don't. There's some places that do, or there's some places that will use imitation crab, but there there's a few select that I've seen before in my life where they do use real crab, but in many cases, it's just straight cheese. <laughs> Dude, just, sometimes you go to a buffet and like they actually have like crab legs, and that's where some people just hang out all day is eating the crab legs because they know that's where the value is. Well, see, that, that's the life for me because I, I prefer crab legs over lobster in my personal taste so that to me is kind of like the it, the biggest win-win yeah good stuff all right literally so what is the worst the worst seafood if you want to call it seafood uh tilapia <laughs> so it's not a fish it, it is but it isn't so this is some genetic freak <laughs> that we've somehow allowed to be farmed all over the world it's not really a fish. It's some weird mutant that we've used just to meet like cheap seafood needs. If you go to the store, you try and eat healthy. Like, first of all, tilapia is not healthy. Have you ever bought tilapia at the store, Nathan? I have. Do you know one of the I've ingredients in there? Death. I it says know. on there carbon monoxide. <laughs> no, it actually says it on the bag. Like of any yeah. bag of tilapia you get. Um. It's kind of horrifying. Uh, it's cheap. It's dirty. It it tastes like nothing. It's like you bake it most of the time, right? And it just it just it fall. It's not flaky. It just kind of it's there. It's just weird flesh. <laughs> that and, and again the the tilapia themselves look kind of dead in the eyes. They all look dead in the eyes, but these look. It's a special type of dead. They look all sad. You know, if you ever been on a. Have you been to Disney World in the last, like, ever, I guess? In the last ever, yes. In the last ever, you have? Have you ever been on the, uh, what's the ride, the land or whatever? In Epcot? Okay. Where they go through, like, all the farm and sustainable stuff? 
Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I've been there. Is it called the land? I, 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 think I don't remember the, the name, but I know, I know what you're... I know the ride. Us in the land. Like, they go through and they you go through, yeah, like, their... It's not one of the most exciting. No, but there's a bunch of tilapia, and they're just, like, all jam-packed in this tank together because they're all farmed. Um, and, man, it's not... You don't want to eat these genetic slave fish. <laughs> it's just the most generic white fish taste you could get. It, it doesn't taste good. It tastes thin. I don't even know what that means, but it just, like... It, it doesn't feel like you're getting a lot of meat out of it. Again, it's cheap. It has carbon monoxide. Avoid it. Buy any other type of whitefish. All right. So I guess go, first going to your point. Um, yeah. So it, it, the term tilapia, like as far as your farming stuff, kind of encompasses like a hundred species of, of random fish, none of which look that appealing, I'll agree wholeheartedly there. The one thing I'll say in Redemption of Tilapia is it makes a great fish for, like, fish tacos. Because since it's not very high-quality meat, like, it's basically, like, the cheaper of the different Just fish Just get cod! But, like, with, with the fish, it's, it's, it's a texture and flavor. It's still easily workable to where you can get the element of fish, but you can also spice it up however you like. Um, cause yeah, I think even at, at the fish counters and stuff like that, you can get some, some tilapia fillets pretty, pretty cheaply versus other types of fish that are out there. And so I think that's something where, you know, yeah, if you're doing something where you don't necessarily need to have a, a, a lot of, you know, high quality fish cause you're using other flavors and relying on those, I think that's something to, to consider. I well. guess. So Nathan's looking at something, but like, you, you know, tilapia, it's just, Again, it, it's a cheap alternative to healthy foods, and it, it that literally okay. So they are are treated with carbon monoxide. Yeah, so it is treated with carbon monoxide to like make it look fresh. I'm going to throw out something here. So okay. you you see the package saying carbon monoxide. It does say and, it on and, the package. You freak out, but when you read a package and it says there's a lot of sodium or a lot of sugar or a lot of fats in it, do you have a similar reaction? Sometimes. Should sometimes you, I do. Should you react to those the same way that you're doing? To it depends. Yes, sometimes <laughs> I do react to it. I try to be conscious of what is on the label. Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, my line is tilapia is a very low quality fish. In many Correct. Ways. It's 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 kind of like, but it's probably the most bought fish. Yeah, and I think I think once again going to the price considerations, that's got to be the biggest element. Because I. I don't think there's a lot of people who really prefer the taste of tilapia. No, <laughs> like nobody prefers there's it. There's like, and that's, it's, it's basically people either you want to save money or you're, you're mixing a bunch of flavors in there to where you don't even need to have a high quality. Kind of like if you have, you know, a low quality whiskey and a high quality whiskey and you got to mix one with Coke, usually you'll choose one of the lower quality ones. Because you're because, mixing it? Yeah, because you're like kind of, that's the best analogy I can come up with. Like if you're if you're choosing which whiskey to mix with your Coke, sure. Just because, yeah, you're not relying on the flavor as much. So, I think it serves a purpose, but yeah, on its own merit, yeah, I I can't say that I'm a big tilapia guy. <laughs> I don't think anybody yep. is. All right. So, uh, did you have any honorable mentions for your list? Okay. Um, also, really, the only one I had. It's kind of completely different criteria. Okay, is blowfish because it's very poisonous, and if you don't prepare it right, you could kill somebody. So it's it's a now, it's a see, delicacy, and and I, I think it was a Japan and yeah. maybe certain places, but it's a fish that scares me. 
it has nothing to do with you the know, flavor or taste. I know it's a delicacy and people love it, but it scares the crud out of me. Now, I could so easily die. Now, Nathan, here, here, here's cookie. my one thing. I thought about it, but I also thought, man, there was a really sick coolness factor if you actually <laughs> like ordered a blowfish. So that's why I did not make my list. Well, also too, like with my criteria on the best list, you know, I, I kind of kept out like the execution part of it to where if I were considering blowfish for the top, which I didn't mainly because I've never had it, but like I would kind of leave out the, uh, Oh, I hope I don't get poisoned by eating yeah, this. Uh, aspect. For sure. But, but yeah, no, that's really the only all I ever mentioned. Cause I think the other one I had on there was kind of sardines just cause I'm so off put by the smell. Um, I, I really don't agree, disagree with the other things that you have on there, at least for the reasons that you said. Um, so that was that was mainly about it. Did you have some honorable mentions on your list? So on my list, um, I have more for you, sir. Oh yeah, but- <laughs> I, I I mean I have some for myself too. You can lay it on me in a second here. Uh, so a couple ones looking up. Uh, Geo duck almost made my list because it terrifies me. Because I did have that Asian grocery store, and I used to go in and look at it, and I'm <laughs> like, "What? This looks like a deformed Pokemon." <laughs> Have you ever seen a Geoduck? I'm looking at one right now. Dude, it's it's weird. Hey, I don't I don't exactly know what to call it. I don't know what you would <coughs> I'm sorry. I don't know like, so what you So it's basically a clam that's trying to look like a duck. Yes. <coughs> yeah, but uh that was kind of weird. Uh almost made my list. A jellyfish, just because I still saw that some people ate it as a delicacy. Yeah, I don't know. It's not very common. I can't say I've I've had jellyfish before. Yeah. Um, no, th- those were the main ones on my list. Now, questions I have for you. Yeah. Where's shrimp? Shrimp was very close. To li- so this this is one where, I mean, shrimp is probably what? The most popular seafood there I, is. Probably. Like, it's probably the most utilized. And so from the popular perspective, I mean, shrimp should absolutely be in, in the top five. And this is going into, I didn't want to spoil it at the moment, but... The controversy of putting crawfish in there is, in a lot of ways, shrimp has kind of the right to be in, you know, that 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 five spot, especially because it's a lot more of a universal dish. Um, and kind of going into the, the, the Bubba rant earlier that we had with, you know, all the types of shrimp that are out there, it's something that we use in so many ways, like it's, especially in, in American uh, cuisine, but it, it's something that's everywhere. It's not... It's not the highest quality uh, seafood, which is part of the reason to make my list. Because, um, yeah, I, I considered the flavor pretty heavily when I was doing those. Um, but, yeah, that that pretty much has a, as much of a right to be a number five. I, I don't disagree with that. Um, I, I can't think of what else I should really say on that. But, yeah, no, you, you're absolutely right. Um, tuna would have made my list, too. Yeah. Um, it's because of me, what, like I said, I put it into a all or nothing kind of deal between either salmon or, or tuna. But I mean, th- there are some advantages tuna has over salmon as well. Like, I mean, you're not going to make a, a salmon fish salad like you would with, with tuna fish. Yeah, I was like, going to say, I mean, there's different types of tuna, tuna, right? So you have your canned tuna, you have albacore tuna, you have um, ahi tuna. And, and I think, too, it's that one also kind of goes more into the flavor side of things because, I mean, some of the canned tunas and the stuff that you would use more frequently isn't as high on the flavor scale. It is very affordable. 
And so, you know, I do recommend everybody use it. Um, but, uh, uh, ahi tuna is, is really, is something you'll see kind of fairly commonly that tastes great and, you know, be used yeah. in sushis, poke, stuff like that. You can get um, like tuna steaks. Yeah. And, and, and tuna steaks can be pretty freaking fantastic too. Um, and uh, those you won't see quite as often as some of the other foods, but similar to shrimp, I think it's mainly some of the flavor things that, that yeah. kept it out. Uh, just cause I mean, tuna is a pretty big category when, when you think about all the different types and the ways it's used. Um, that's really about it. Yeah. No, I mean, other than that, I like redfish and halibut, but you know, those are more specialized. So yeah, so, I, I think for me, yeah, you kind of hit on, you know, shrimp and tuna, um, it's similar to those two, if you find it as a comfort food, catfish can be great. <laughs> like if you like it, you know, fried catfish is amazing. Yeah, I, I think yeah, fried catfish specifically is the only one I'm really thinking of. Honestly, when I'm I'm talking about catfish, but yeah, that could be a way to go. I mean, like, blackened is good too. Blackened, actually, yeah, blackened, yeah, blackened catfish is is a good thing. Um, I mean, there's there's other types of fish that are out there too. So I mentioned salmon is kind of my choice for like the more traditional types of fish. But, you know, there's other things. If you're at a nice seafood restaurant, you know, like Red Snapper, Mahi Mahi, other types of things where there'll they'll be dishes based around those. Yeah. And those can be extremely great fish to eat. So it, it's not a knock on those at all because there, there's a lot of other, like, you know, high-quality fish, good-tasting fish that can be out there. Um, so yeah, I think there's a lot of honorable mentions that depending on your opinions too, probably should be in the top five. So I, I don't, I don't disagree with any criticisms of this list in particular. Um, all right. I, I will say though, yeah, depending on what condiments you use, you want to brush your teeth after eating seafood cause you don't want to get a big tartar buildup. Nope. Not going to react. <laughs> Not <laughs> going to react, but also sir. for the breath. I mean, seafood breath is not not that great. So, but 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 yeah. So that's but kind it, of a dual. But some of there. it can be an aphrodisiac. You go into the the the, the kind of the, the seahorses powder. No, not the seahorse powder. <laughs> but, but but yeah, I guess that's that's really hot. Like I said, all I had on the honorable mentions for my side. All right. Well, I think you guys can see clearly now that, you know, we have outlined what you should and should not eat. Yeah. Talk, talk to your wives about anchovies. Yeah. Uh, husbands or friends, family. But we should, what we should talk about is this beer. How did you like it? I actually really did like it. I, I mean, it, it's quite enjoyable. Like, it was enjoyable. It wasn't memorable to me. Like, it, it didn't like it didn't stick out like, hey, I, I need another one right now. As far as the ones we drank, I would say it's about middle of the road. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't do anything bad. It's just like, it's okay. It's kind of like pizza. Most pizzas are, are good, I would say. Like, it, it's hard to make a bad pizza. Like, there has to be something, like, you can, can we talk can. about beers, and a lot of us, we, we like, it's between the two of us, we're not as big of IPA fans, so we're much pickier about those, I mm-hmm. guess, than we are about other beers. But I would say, yeah, I, I would drink this, but it wouldn't be my first choice. Okay, fair enough. All right, so uh, we're going to finish this beer, and uh, we're going to wrap up for the day. So, guys, go get some seafood, hug your family, and we'll see you on the next one.